political bullshit. So last week, protesters in Missouri marched through a gated community on their way to the mayor's house. The mayor, Lida Cruzen, had gone on Facebook Live and read the names and addresses of residents of her community who wrote letters to her suggesting that they defund the police. So she doxed them. And she ended up taking the video down and apologizing. She said she didn't mean to cause any distress. If you weren't meaning to cause distress, what were you meaning to do? What other intention could you possibly have to dox people under a controversial context, if not to cause distress? She also said she didn't think it was wrong because the information was already part of public record. Well, maybe that's true, but there's a huge difference between information being a part of public record and that same information being broadcasted in a malicious way with really no other intention other than to cause intimidation. But that's beside the point. That's not what this video is about. It's just to provide context. So the protesters were marching toward the mayor's house and they cut through a gated community. And a couple that felt threatened by the protesters came out of their house with guns and pointed them at the protesters. Now, generally, the couple has come under fire from the left, some calling for criminal charges, and the couple has been glorified by the right. And I want to talk about both of these reactions. So, there might be a little bit for everybody here. So first, I'm going to talk about the right. Here's a clip from Fox News talking about the situation. This couple called Mark and Patricia McCloskey became folk heroes to many across the country after they were confronted by a mob, a dangerous mob, outside their home and returned with firearms to protect it and themselves. This is what you were taught to do. It's what generations of Americans have done. It's the most basic right of all, the right of self-defense. The McCloskeys exercised that right, and now they're coming close to being destroyed. So Tuck calls them folk heroes. He says in a way like he's appalled that he even has to say it out loud, this is what we were taught to do. It's what we've been doing for generations. And most importantly, he says, it's the most basic right of all, the right of self-defense. And he's appalled that anybody would even question them for exercising that right, for standing up for themselves against a dangerous mob. So does he really not see the hypocrisy in what he's saying? Is Tuck really so engulfed in the right-wing propaganda of his own creation that he can't see how contradicting he is to himself? And so he doesn't bring up the Second Amendment directly, but it's reasonable to assume that the defense of the Second Amendment is intimately tied with the argument that he's making here. As many interpret it, it's the right to bear arms for self-defense and in order to protect your freedom. Or to expand on that, to protect your life and property as well as your freedom. And it's no doubt, it's because of that, of the, the right's passion for the Second Amendment for that reason and to defend it at all costs that they justify actions like that of this couple. And I'm not saying what the couple did is right or wrong here. What I'm saying is that people like Tucker, of which, unfortunately, there are many, they don't actually give a rat's ass about the Second Amendment. It's not about the amendment at all to them. They use the Second Amendment, as they do the First Amendment and every other basic symbol of liberty, as tools to defend their own. But when a situation arises that violates the rights of those on the left, 
those people, these most outspoken advocates for the Second Amendment, the freedom of speech, they're nowhere to be found. He talks about this couple and he acts like it's absurd that anybody would even question them resorting to lethal weapons as a mean of self-defense because they felt threatened. They weren't actually attacked. Nobody broke into their house or anything. They were marching past their house and probably wouldn't have even given it a second glance if it wasn't for that couple and their big gun show. But they felt threatened. And of course, Tucker says, of course, they have the right to bust out their guns and point them at people fully loaded, finger on the trigger. Because self-defense. Because our rights cannot be infringed by anybody. We should not even have to feel threatened. But what about when people are actually being assaulted, Tucker? What about when people are actually being murdered? What about when people are being assaulted and murdered by an arm of a government? A government that takes zero responsibility and allows the assaulting and murdering to occur with no consequence. Where's your argument for self-defense there? It's a basic right. Every single Second Amendment advocate. Why are you not out there? Why are you not screaming the loudest? This is your time. This is what you've been waiting for. This is what you've been fighting for. You've been fighting for your guns your entire life so that we could defend ourselves against our government when they begin to oppress us. Not if, but when. Well, what do you consider oppression? Do you not consider it oppressed when they're literally arresting and attacking people for protesting, which is protected under our Constitution as a basic right? When members of the press are being arrested and attacked, another one of our supposedly protected rights being violated with no repercussions? Our rights are being violated. That is oppression. Why are you not fighting against this? Well, I'll tell you why. Because they don't give a shit about the Second Amendment. They care about their guns, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that at all. You want your guns, you want your toys, whatever, that's fine. But don't act like it's for protection against the government when the government turns on us. Don't veil it in some argument like that because the government has turned on us and if you held true to what you thought were your values you'd see right through the right-wing propaganda and you'd be fighting alongside the protesters and i'm not saying these people need to come out guns ablazing i'm not saying we need to form a militia and start shooting that's not what i'm saying at all it's the fact that you're not only not coming out at all as a protester or a supporter in any way but that you're actively against the cause that you're in opposition to the pushback against an oppressive government. You're literally on the side of the oppressive government. So when you fight for the Second Amendment, it's not really the Second Amendment that you care about because you're not utilizing that argument right now consistently across the board. All you care about is standing up for your team and beating the other team. All you care about is winning the game. And I know I'm very broadly generalizing here, I'm not saying every supporter of the Second Amendment thinks this way or that every person on the right thinks this way. But there is a large amount of crossover between those that are passionate advocates for the Second Amendment and those that are in direct opposition to the police brutality protests. Those that laugh at the protesters when they're being attacked. Those that say, well, you should have listened when people were literally being shot at while in their homes. Or they say, well, you shouldn't break the law in response to the innocent law-abiding citizens that have been murdered with no consequence. Those are the people I'm talking about. 
If you passionately fight for the Second Amendment, then turn around and either don't support the protests at all, or are worse, actively speaking out against the protests, and there are a lot of these people, you don't actually care about rights at all. You think you do, but you don't. It's an act. And the scary thing is about these people is most of them probably don't even know it's an act because they're so deep in their fake ideology that they've convinced themselves that they really feel this way. They think they do actually support the First Amendment and the Second Amendment outright across the board. But you can't actually support rights as true rights if you're not going to be consistent about it. If you have a true set of values and you truly believe in our freedoms and our rights, you wouldn't have to turn to Fox News or Candace Owens or Tucker Carlson to tell you what you should think and how you should feel about certain situations. And because it's all a game and it's always about beating your opponent, the left, it's a perfect setup for obvious contradiction to occur, for blatant hypocrisy. But they don't see it. They think they're holding true, but they're not. These two are folk heroes for sticking up for themselves when they felt threatened against protesters who never harmed them in any way. And these people are thugs and criminals for sticking up for themselves against an arm of the government that is literally getting away with illegally attacking and murdering people. That's blatant hypocrisy. When they talk about the statues, how dare you want to tear down those statues? We stand up for our founding fathers. We're the ones that are upholding the principles of our founding fathers, and you want to tear those principles down. Idiots. Do you have any clue how our founding fathers would react to a government that was murdering innocent people without consequence for no justified reason? They started a war because of attacks on tea. A full-blown revolution. And you think you're upholding their principles because you support the oppressive government? Bullshit. You should be standing with us, hand in hand, fighting for our rights, all of our rights. The Founding Fathers were ruled under an oppressive government, and they held the firm belief that you cannot strip a single right from us. Because once you do, then you're on the slippery slope to tyranny. A modest tax on tea without parliament representation was enough for them. If they were alive today, they wouldn't be standing up for unjustified corrupt law enforcement. They wouldn't be standing up for oppression of protests against police brutality. They wouldn't be standing up for the Confederate statues. They would be marching with the people fighting against an oppressive government and brutal police force. They would support the riots, and they would not be shy about the destruction of property as a tool to fight a truly oppressive government force. But just like the Second Amendment, it's not actually about the Founding Fathers. The Founding Fathers are just a tool to push their team ahead of their opponents. And this is unfortunately representative of the direction politics is headed in. And I focus on the right, but of course it's happening on both sides, and I'll outright admit that. I, I do. I call it out on both sides. I just focus on the right more because I believe their hypocrisy is stronger. It's, it's too much about strategy and winning for your team and not enough about your actual values. And overall, I view the right as fundamentally more dangerous because the agendas that they're pushing are generally more harmful to the American people. But of course the left is guilty of this as well. And I'll talk about that later in the video. This is a bipartisan issue. It's a people issue. It's a politician issue. It's a media issue. When you take a step back and you get out of the mess, the unnecessary complexities of the situation, 
You see that for too many people, it's no longer about ideology at all. It's no longer about values and principles at all. It's simply about strategy and the game and winning that game. You pick a team and you fight for that team. Instead, you should have a set of values that you fight for, not a team. And if you associate yourself within a certain party, if that party or the politicians within that party begin to stray from your core principles that led you to that party, you should denounce that party or those politicians because it's your values that matter more than your team. This is how politics should be approached. Your values should come first. It doesn't matter what party somebody is on. If they go against your values, criticize them, denounce them for it, push them in the right direction. It's more important that you criticize your own party when they step out of line than it is to criticize the other party because you need to constantly be pushing your party in the right direction. That's how you should approach politics. See, I'll stand with you hand in hand as we tear down the DNC. Certain aspects of liberal movements, like last week, social media, censoring right-wing channels, because my values always ring true, no matter who or what we're talking about. A lot of people on the left are celebrating the mass censoring of right-wing channels that took place on social media last week. I think that's absolutely absurd. Yeah, I understand the companies can do whatever they want because they're private companies, but I totally disagree with their decision because I fully support freedom of speech outright. Now, if I just said all this stuff that I was talking about, then turned around and supported this absurd censoring, I'd be doing exactly what I'm complaining about. But I believe in my values more than I dislike the Republican Party. Once you begin censoring, it's likely just going to spread with broader and broader guidelines. And I don't, I don't agree with far-right viewpoints. I don't want impressionable minds watching these far-right YouTube channels, but I don't think the answer is to ban the channels. Because suppressing the speech of ideologies you don't support has never been the answer. That's never worked. That's why we have these freedoms explicitly stated. The freedom of speech. Because it's necessary for a society and a government to be functional and sustainable. And of course, nearly all people on the right agree with me there. Censoring and suspending of, and banning of the right-wing channels is ridiculous. It's a violation of our freedom of speech. Not legally because they're private companies, but... It's a strong suppression of speech regardless. It's symbolic, seeing especially as how social media essentially rules this day and age. But then do these same people on the right that agree with me support Republican lawmakers that are now trying to pass legislation to make it illegal to peacefully protest in response to these Black Lives Matter protests? Are those that have essentially already done it by making it illegal to protest without a permit, then rejecting every permit that's filed? Are they supporting President Trump when he calls for a one-year jail sentence for anybody that burns the American flag? Because these are all clear violations of our freedom of speech. And many of these people that cry about the censoring on social media being a violation of our freedom of speech will then turn around and support the Republican lawmakers trying to make peaceful protesting illegal. And they'll support, applaud, and scream, yell MAGA, put on their hats when Trump says, I want to put everybody that burns an American flag in jail for one year. If that's you, you don't actually care about freedom of speech as a truly principled stance. Because if you did, you would stand for it consistently, even if that means denouncing your own party from time to time. Now, so let's get back to the couple with the guns and the left's reaction. Let's talk about that. So you might say, well, 
If you're defending the protesters for self-defense against an oppressive government, then wouldn't it be hypocritical to then turn around and chastise a couple for defending their home? And to that, I would say, yes, that is hypocritical to say that they cannot defend their home if they're threatened. Of course, they have the right to stick up for themselves. Let's take a deeper look at it. First off, I think it's important to clarify details about how and why the whole thing happened. And what exactly is it that the, those on the left that are upset? What exactly is it that they're upset about? So there's a lot of information about there. Some of it's contradicting. I've watched some videos. I don't know how many videos there are out there, but they're pretty short. I watched like a couple and it doesn't show as much information as like the personal statements put out by the couple and the protesters that were actually there. So as far as I understand it, and if I leave any important facts out or misrepresent the situation, then let me know. But as far as I understand it, in order for the protesters to march through this gated community, they had to go through a gate, obvious enough. And the gate did have signs that stated it was private property. So it wasn't unknown that they were technically entering private property. Eventually, they even broke that gate down. So allegedly, as they were marching through the community, some of the protesters were threatening the couple, and that's when they decided to go in and arm themselves. But there's not enough video evidence to know exactly how it went down, the order, if threats and what threats were thrown out. So you have to treat it as a he said, she said situation. Uh, so back to the original question. Isn't it hypocritical then to chastise the couple of just for defending themselves against a large group of people they felt threatened by? The answer is yes, I think it's hypocritical if the general idea of them arming themselves is what upsets you. Because technically, the protesters had invaded private property. And they had broken down a gate in order to invade that private property. And if that couple truly was threatened on top of that, it really shouldn't be any surprise that they would arm themselves in case things continued to escalate. You can't blame them for feeling unsafe in that situation at all. This was their home, their sanctuary, the one place they should feel safe to be. I mean, what's the meaning of this march? To protest the absurdity of the mayor revealing the home addresses of protesters because they felt they shouldn't have to feel in danger in their own homes and she put them in danger by revealing their home address. Now you have large groups of protesters marching right through private property, like possibly even threatening homeowners at their homes. That's not the way it should have been done. That's, that's hypocritical itself. It may not have been intentional to personally intimidate anybody in that community, but does that matter to the couple that was intimidated? No, that doesn't matter. Now, I'm not saying I think what they did was right because I wasn't there and there isn't enough video footage to show exactly how it all went down and how threatened they truly were at the time. It's almost certain that I would think the protesters were just marching through the streets on their way to the mayor's house and they wouldn't have given that couple or their home a second glance. And the couple pulling out their guns is just a total overreaction, like next level Karen shit. And if anything, it only escalated any threat they might have originally felt. When you introduce a firearm into the scene, then you have to wield it responsibly. It should only be used to de-escalate a situation, not escalate one. You shouldn't reach for it if it isn't necessary or if there isn't a real threat that you're feeling. But then again, I believe the guy said some of the protesters had guns as well, too. So if that's the case, then obviously it's much more justified for them to have their guns on hand. The bigger issue is how they wielded their weapons. That's why I want to clarify, why exactly are you upset about it? Because if you're upset that they stood in front of their homes with guns, even though they didn't harm anybody, that's hypocritical because we're fighting 
to stand up for ourselves. And as long as they didn't hurt anybody, and I, I mean, they had a right to stand up for themselves on their own property when people were invading their property. But if you're upset because of their behavior and the fact that they were waving their guns around all willy-nilly with their finger on the trigger pointing it directly at people, then that's totally different. They have a right to self-defense, but that doesn't give them a pass on responsibly handling deadly weapons. To point a gun at somebody with your finger on the trigger is incredibly dangerous. And you should not do that at all if your life isn't actually being threatened. Even though the protesters had technically trespassed, even though there were some verbal threats, they didn't trespass their home, by the way. They were, from what I could see, on the street, the sidewalk still. But even though they had technically trespassed, even though there were some verbal threats, if she had shot somebody because she had her finger on the trigger while she was waving it around like a wacky waving inflatable tube man, that wouldn't be justified. That would be manslaughter, because that's just pure negligence while handling a lethal weapon. I don't know if anything would actually come of it legally, because Missouri does have legislation called the Castle Doctrine, and that allows you to use lethal force if somebody's invading your property or something along those lines. But their behavior with wielding those guns was not right, and that is a reason to be upset. I mean, she was pointing the pistol at the back of her husband's head with her finger on the trigger. Now, at least from what I could see in the video, the guy kept his finger off the trigger, but he was still pointing the rifle directly at people, people that were not an immediate threat to them. He was even the, pointing the rifle at his wife at times. And she, she clearly didn't know what the hell she was doing. She didn't understand the danger of what she was doing. She shouldn't have pulled out a gun in that scenario at all if they are going to act like that. I still think the couple shouldn't have been put in that situation and that the protesters marching through the community was wrong. And if they were being threatened, if some of the protesters did have guns themselves, which I don't know if it's true, but if it is, there shouldn't be a fit thrown about them holding their own firearms. But for them to come out with their guns screaming and pointing them directly at the crowd with their finger on the trigger. I mean, she had one hand on her hip and the other limp-wristed pointing the gun all over. If she would have fired that thing, the recoil would have hit her in the face. She didn't know what the hell she was doing. But they shouldn't have been put in that situation. And the protesters shouldn't be getting in situations like this. And that's not to justify the couple's behavior, but let's not lose focus of our values. And let's not lose the trust of the public by breaking into people's personal property. Because that, and their reaction, and media's reaction, none of that helps. That only hinders progress. It deflects from the point and the purpose. This isn't what we should be talking about. Don't lose focus of your values. If you believe in the Second Amendment, believe in it all the time, not just when it applies to your party. If you believe in the First Amendment, believe in it all the time, not just when it applies to your party. If you're marching because you thought it was dangerous and irresponsible for the mayor to reveal the home addresses of protesters, don't trespass on other people's private property and make them feel like they're being threatened in their own home. Everybody, whether you're on the left or the right, don't be hypocritical. Be consistent. Don't lose focus. Remember why you believe what you believe. Because the biggest thing that is causing this severe partisanship is the mere idea of partisanship itself. Deep down, we all hold similar values, I truly believe. We just let the parties and the media and our own personal biases tell us when to apply the values and when to forget our values. And that's an issue. Stop thinking this way. It's artificial politics. Be authentic. Political bullshit.